Laudator Jesus Christus, Vatican and World News. In the headlines this Sunday, February 18th, Pope Francis prays for people suffering due to conflict in Sudan and northern Mozambique, where armed assailants have destroyed a Catholic church. Church leaders from Europe visit Ukraine in a sign of solidarity as the war nears its second anniversary, and the Pope invites Christians to enter into the silence of the desert in our Lenten journey. In the Vatican, I'm Devin Watkins. Pope Francis today urged global leaders to push for peace in all places racked by war, mentioning especially Sudan and northern Mozambique, where a Catholic mission was attacked. Speaking after the Angelus prayer, the Pope recalled that 10 months have passed since the conflict broke out in Sudan, leading to a serious humanitarian situation. He asked everyone to pray that paths to peace may be found so as to build the future of Sudan. The Pope also lamented a flare-up in violence against defenseless populations, the destruction of infrastructure and widespread insecurity in the northern Cabo Delgado region of Mozambique. He noted that the Catholic mission of Our Lady of Africa in Mazese was set ablaze. Let us pray for peace to return to that tormented region, said the Pope. War, he recalled, is always a defeat. Meanwhile, despite attempts to bring the brutal conflict in Sudan to an end, fighting shows no sign of ending, as Nathan Morley reports. Sudan has been witnessing brutal armed clashes between the Army and the Rapid Support Forces, or RSF, since April 2023, with the two sides accusing each other of initiating the conflict. Now the Army, or SAF, have advanced in Omdurman for the first time since the war with the RSF erupted. Omdurman is regarded as the twin city to Sudan's capital Khartoum, which sits on the opposite side of the Nile. On Sunday, reports from the country suggested the SAF had joined their peers in the engineering corps in the south of the city, where they've been surrounded by the RSF for the last 10 months. The clashes in Sudan have left more than 25 million people reliant on humanitarian assistance, with 8 million forced from their homes, including 1.6 million people who have fled to other countries. Last week, the UN Secretary-General's personal envoy to Sudan embarked on renewed engagement to try and end the fighting between the government forces and the RSF. The UN said Ramtain Lam Amra was trying to strengthen multinational coordination around political and mediation efforts, working in support of and in close partnership with African and other regional and international partners. The diplomat has already commenced a wide tour of key capitals in the Horn of Africa, Europe and the Gulf in a bid to relaunch a political process. The United Nations has previously said the worsening situation is having a negative impact on neighbouring countries, many of which are coping with their own crises. For Vatican Radio, this is Nathan Morley reporting. In Ukraine, Russia said today that it had taken full control of the Ukrainian town of Avdivka after Ukraine withdrew following one of the most intense battles of the nearly two-year-long war. The fall of Avdivka marks Russia's biggest gain since capturing the city of Bakhmut in May 2023. Russia's defense ministry said its troops were pressing forward after a deadly urban battle that has left the town almost completely depopulated. Ukraine said it had withdrawn its soldiers to save troops from being fully surrounded after months of fierce fighting. 
Meanwhile, church leaders in the European Union have renewed their calls for multilateral diplomatic efforts to increase pressure on Russia to end the bloodshed in Ukraine. The Secretaries General of the European Justice and Peace Commissions have released a statement to express solidarity and closeness to Ukrainians suffering from the war. The Conference of European Justice and Peace Commissions is made up of a network of 32 national commissions mandated by their bishops' conferences to speak out against poverty and the abuse of human rights. Following a meeting in Berlin, several representatives made a visit to the western Ukrainian city of Lviv. Stefan Lunte is the Secretary General of Justice and Peace Europe. He spoke to Vatican Radio about the visit to Ukraine. Before our visit, we had a meeting of Secretaries General of Justice and Peace Europe in Berlin. Justice and Peace Europe is a network of about 30 national commissions. And this time in Berlin, we took the occasion to reflect together about the situation of refugees coming from Ukraine in our countries, their integration, their difficulties, but also their hopes to return We met with Ukrainian refugee families and their organizations. It was very moving to see how they are torn between the longing for their country, their home country, and their obligations to integrate in a new society and learn the language. And after this, we went as Presidency of Justice and Peace Europe. This means Archbishop Antoine Herrois, who is the Archbishop of Dijon in France, and Mrs. Maria Hammerskoy from Denmark. The three, we went to Ukraine, we responded to a visit from our organization, partner commission there, the Commission for Family and Society in Lviv, in Ukraine of the Greek Catholic Church. We were welcomed there warmly. They were very moved and happy to see us, to meet us. So, as we understood, very important for them, especially in a very difficult time militarily, to receive people from Europe, to talk to them and to show them their country. We saw a beautiful city, Lviv. We saw a wonderful and impressive Catholic university. We visited churches, but also visited military cemeteries. One I have in mind where there were 700 graveyards, some hundred tombs since the outbreak of the full-scale war. This is massive. This is saddening. It's so sad and dramatic. So these are contradictions of the war, of country in wartime, and it was, I think, extremely helpful for all of us to meet in Ukraine, to exchange with the people there, with our different interlocutors, with the commission. And we hope sincerely that we as a whole network can go to Lviv as soon as the conditions uh, allow it, so that our solidarity with Ukraine, Ukrainians, becomes also very practical and concrete. We're looking forward to this event in the future. Thanks there to Stefan Lunte, Secretary-General of Justice and Peace Europe. Returning to the Angelus Prayer, Pope Francis invited Christians to confront our inner struggles and to allow the voice of God to speak to our hearts. On the first Sunday of Lent, the Pope invited us to dedicate space to silence, prayer, adoration, and listening to the Word of God. Linda Bordoni has the story. Speaking during his Angelus Address on the first Sunday of Lent, Pope Francis drew inspiration from the Gospel of Mark, where Jesus faces temptation in the desert. Reflecting on the symbolic significance of the wilderness, 
The Pope urged Christians to delve into silence, to explore their inner worlds and connect with the truth, highlighting that in a symbolic sense, the wild beasts and angels that accompanied Jesus in the desert are also present in our own inner worlds. The Pope described the wild beasts as disordered passions that aim to seize our hearts, and he warned of their seductive nature, that he said, if we are not careful, risk tearing us apart. La bramosia della ricchezza che imprigiona nel calcolo e nella insoddisfazione. He named them as the lust for wealth, as the vanity of pleasure, and as the craving for fame. The Pope said we need to tame and fight these inner wild beasts to prevent them from devouring our freedom. Lent, he said, is the right time to do this. Then, focusing on the angelic presence in the desert, Essi sono i messaggeri di Dio. The Pope said angels are God's messengers who help us who do good. Underlining the transformative power of divine inspirations, the Pope explained how these inspirations unify and bring harmony to our hearts, providing a taste of Christ and the flavor of heaven. Stressing the importance of silence and prayer to discern these divine thoughts and feelings, the Holy Father reiterated that Lent is the time to do this. La quaresima è tempo di fare questo. Pope Francis concluded with two crucial questions. What are the disordered passions, the wild beasts that agitate in my heart? And am I considering retreating into the wilderness, dedicating space to silence, prayer, adoration, and listening to the Word of God? May the Holy Virgin, he ended, who kept the Word and did not let herself be touched by the temptations of the evil one, help us on our way. I'm Linda Bordoni. As Christians journey through Lent, diocesan bishops are helping the faithful focus their minds and hearts through pastoral messages that hit on issues of local and universal concern. Archbishop Jean-Patrick Ibaba of the Diocese of Libreville in Gabon is urging the faithful to pray, fast, and do penance to prepare for Easter. John Baptist Tumusime has the story. The Archbishop of the Catholic Archdiocese of Libreville in Gabon, Jean-Patrick Ibaba, has invited the faithful to change their mentalities and habits and to get more committed to God. The Archbishop made the call in this year's Lenten message he released last weekend. He said the faithful need to deepen their relationship with God through prayer, fasting, almsgiving, and meditation on the Word of God. Referring to the transition period the country is going through after last year's military coup, which removed the Bongo family from power, Archbishop Ibaba prayed that the Lenten season may help the faithful to turn away from sin and come closer to God so that a more just and fraternal society may be born in Gabon. He encouraged the faithful to share what they have with those in need, noting that is a gesture of our love for God and for our neighbor. I am Johnny Baptist Tomosime. And finally, one of the Vatican institutions that advises Pope Francis on issues such as artificial intelligence, bioethics, neuroscience, and human genome editing is the Pontifical Academy for Life, headed by Archbishop Vincenzo Paglia. The Academy also boasts a prestigious board of members who organize events and are ready to provide information and research on the most topical of issues. Among them is Dr. Sheila Tlu of Bots- from Botswana, who told Vatican Radio's Father Paul Samasumo about a recent meeting in the Vatican and her contribution. 
One of the things that I was able to bring up has been the fact that, okay, we come here to Rome to discuss issues. But as a former politician, one who is supposed to have benefited from what was discussed and therefore made informed decisions which are better regarding human beings, they don't get there. So that I've seen, I've been able to voice the disconnect between what the data that is is presented here and how it can therefore be condensed, for example, into maybe two, three pages and spread out there so that the decision makers are able to make informed decisions regarding people's health, regarding people's everything, just the life of people. Because some of it is not just for Catholics, it's, it's for everybody. Those are things that we should be able to say, moral guidance, this is the way we should be able to go. This is the way we're supposed to care for the human being from the womb to the tomb. So it's basically that. So one of the things that I asked was to say, let's have a session in Africa that I am willing to organize and have the Pontifical Academy for Life partner with other institutions. It could even be the African Medical you know, Research Associations or the Africa CDC, so that we look at a lot of the aspects that are happening in the world to say, how does it relate to us in Africa? And what is it therefore that we can be able to talk to the Pope about in terms of advising, uh, you know, s- such things? That was Dr. Sheila Tlu, a member of the Pontifical Academy for Life, speaking there to Father Paul Samasumo. That brings us to the end of this edition of Vatican and World News. For more on these and other stories, please visit vaticannews.va. And don't forget to catch our latest updates on Facebook, X, and Instagram. Many thanks go to Adriano Vitali in studio. In the Vatican, I'm Devin Watkins.